Welcome back to the State of Legacy podcast. My name is Daniel, and with me I have... David Schakowsky. And Sydney. And we're here again to talk about Legacy with you guys. As you know, it's a fast-moving format, so there's been so many changes in the last two weeks since we've last been with you guys. I'm just kidding. It hasn't been too much. I think there's been like a challenge. Well, there's been a lot of people trying new decks, so there's been a constant circle of new iterations of yeah, decks. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, there's a lot of interesting new decks coming out. Like last week, we talked about Ninjas. Yeah. And then uh, another deck that's been around for a while is starting to show its face uh, at the top tables and top finishes. So, I mean, while there's not a lot of Paper Magic, we have a lot to talk about uh, around online meta and just other random stuff. Sydney finally opened up his wallet and picked up some new cards that we're going to talk about, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, we've got some talk about, right? Yeah. I mean, first, we should hit up, like, uh, supporting our local scene here in Arizona. Uh, we have a couple players uh, creating this clap series that if you want to play online... You're more than welcome to join their Discord, and uh, they're doing weekly FNMs now, which is great. So it doesn't, it doesn't cost a thing, and you get to play with local players. Yeah, you get to get crowned Clout of the Week. Clout Master. Clout Master. Um, I would equate the Clout series like on a similar level of like worlds yeah, in terms yeah. of importance. <laughs> Definitely. Because um, uh, Clout comes first. But uh, yeah, okay. we'll have to get the Discord and put it in the show notes. Or just join our um, Facebook group if you just look up Arizona Legacy. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but it's it just is, Arizona Legacy. It is uh, Arizona Arizona AZ Magic Players Legacy. All right, there we go. So yeah, join that. There's a link to our club series. It's a good time. Yeah, you know, play with some locals. And then the the guy who like masterminds or runs a lot of the stuff, Alexander Cash, has been doing a great job uh, setting it all up and and keeping it running smooth because somebody had to take responsibility. Everybody played a game and not it. I'm exactly. trying to start this thing because nobody wants to do this. We're all degens. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you got to give some credit to uh, Big Human Matthew Gassler, who was running online FNMs when pandemic started. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, that kind of fell to the wayside. And then, yeah, Tash picked it up and started the Clout series. And uh, the allure of Clout is real. And uh, every week we've got at least around 10 or so playing for that Clout. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's free. And, you know, at first I was like, well, if there's nothing on the line, what's worth, you know, what's the point in playing? Like, yeah, like the clout is fun. Yeah, playing with friends. Uh, what did you play last week, Gusby? I played as so uh, I played the same deck. So like, it's funny. So like, I have Mana Trader. So at first I rented out Blue Green Omni Show. Okay. But then I was like, well, this is a free tournament, so I should just like play something fun. And I assume since it's local players, I could play the Azorius Bomberman deck. And like, if I can like get the combo in place, like they'll concede, right? Uh, so I played that. <laughs> nice, nice. How'd you do? Uh, I won a match. <laughs> hey, all right. Hey, you got one. It was fun, though. Like, regardless of losing, like, I really enjoyed playing that deck. So, like, I don't mind losing. And, like, sometimes, like, the aspect of having a good time yeah. outweighs, you know, winning. Exactly. And honestly, playing just, like, some random deck, if you go into a tournament and you get that one win... That's honestly all all you need. You yeah. just get that little. Well, then mm. if you if you are able to like win a spectacular, the people can't spectate on your match. So like it's local players watching you play, and they can like message you saying, "Hey, you punted here, or you should have done this." So it's a learning experience. 
Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a fun deck, and like it's tough to play online, but like I, I enjoyed it, and I think I had more fun playing that and losing than I would have had playing Omni Show and winning. So right. it, it was a good, yeah. it was a good time all around. And my hope is that if we get more players to this, that they'll run a second event as opposed to the FNM. I work Friday, so I can't mm. do this. So I like spectating from work. But if they could do it on a Saturday, Sunday, if they can get more players, then for sure that'd be cool to have more than just one FNM club. Yeah, doing it the second day would be cool. No, we'll hit Tash up, see what he thinks about that. So then that poses the question if COVID went away tomorrow, guys, and there's a GP. Oh, wait. Hold on. Before we answer, it, the clout master this week was Elves. Okay. Mike Dennison on Elves. Ooh. He got the clout. So. Congratulations. Got to shout out the winner. Yeah. Um, but what is your question? So if, let's say, some act of God happens and they. Vaccine comes out fast to attract everybody, and COVID went away tomorrow. And all of a sudden, Wizards of the Coast wants to run a big event. It's a legacy event. I don't think that's going to happen, but if it did, we would not be Wizards running it. What would you play if you had one week to play your legacy deck? I'll go last. <laughs> I guess I'll take the reins. Um, I haven't been able to play a lot of Legacy lately, as uh, I don't have my full deck on Moto yet. I'm slowly putting it together so I can take that Clout Championship. But this is paper. So I know, I know. But like paper or paper or not, I still have my deck in paper. So I'm gonna probably play Ants. Uh, I just don't know it for the current meta. I see that it's kind of having trouble putting up some results. So it's going to be an interesting meta taking it in and not knowing what's going on. But, like, I'm trying to follow um, the challenges and other events going around the world. Do some slight tweaks to your decks. And yeah. Adding one card or another card. Here or there. But yeah, I'll figure it out. I would play a version of Ains. Uh, what about you, Sydney? I would play some type of variant of uh, American Sharknado Control. Sharknado control. Yeah, yeah. I like. I, I love the Stoneforge. Like, so like Jeskai. Jeskai. Okay. Yeah, yeah Jeskai. And it would it would have a couple of Stoneforges to like search up battle skull or a nice sword, whatever dependent I want to like the modes I want to throw out if I want to do two damage, draw a card, or create a little two two guy and untap my lands. Uh, and then paths. I think paths are swords. Sorry, modern. Pass yeah, swords, yeah. yeah. Remove exile target creature. Your, your fifth swords, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so sword number five through eight. Yeah. Well, that would be with the snappies, the snapcasters to go in and flash it and get those those values. So, and I really want to play that the shark you know, shark typhoon. I like the idea of being able to just cycle something, uh, make a, a a flying beast to block or be a threat and draw a card, and it being uncountable is just so nice. Would you play the standstill version? No, no standstill. No. I would I, I would sub in like to fairies or narsets. Okay, I think the standstill version does have some things we can kind of pull that up. I know we had it in a tab. What do you think it says? Stone blade? No, it's right there. In oh yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah, this deck has been popping up here and there on certain um, certain top eights, and yeah, yeah. You cycle for X one and a blue. Uh, you discard this card, and then when you cycle, you get the draw card for sure, and then you get that XX blue shark creature with uh, flying and, you know, blocking Delvis for days, uh, block, blocking Leeches. Uh, and then, if not, being able to come turn around and be, you know, like a 2 2 3 3 flyer. Well, it's so good. Like, I think, I mean, people are starting to replace uh, 
icing quaddle with this card because one it's a faster clock it's uncounterable you play it around the same time like on opponent's instep or as a surprise gacha card and it still draws you a card so it's a i mean it may just be an upgrade to playing icing quaddle but uh, I, I don't know i thought of playing it in omni show as well to replace the quaddles so what would you do what, uh, what deck would i play that's tough um I'm really, really, really liking the Azorius Bomberman deck, but if there was a Grand Prix, Grand Prix, Grand Prix next week, it's tough, right? And, and this is one thing I'd like to talk with you guys about, right? I've gone to Grand Prix and you know felt like, hey, the deck that, that you know my the deck that I'm like really good at is not well positioned. I'm going to bring something else, right? So like Niagara, GP Niagara, for example. I thought, I think Blue Red Delver. I thought that would be great, and I played it to a six three finish. Did not make day two. And regretted not playing turbo decks. Yeah. So one, I'm always hesitant to just def- uh, not hesitant. I'm always cautious to just like, do I just default to depths and play that at every major event, or do I play something else? So it's either going to be depth or I don't know, maybe blue green omni show or Titanic Drive. It's going to be one of those three. Okay. So um, and I'd probably figure out what deck I'm going to play the night before, and it'd probably end up just being depth. So you just throw like a like a random lateral. And like just it, like you have this idea of what you want to play, and you're like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna play this other one. Yeah, like I would probably, br- and that's the thing. Like when I, when I used to travel to GPs, I would just bring one deck, so I could not, so I cannot change. That's a good idea. Um, would you know? But you bring a extended sideboard. You bring, yeah, you bring, over. you bring like another sixty <laughs> sideboard cards. Yeah, but, you can't make every decision before like, the play. Try to chase down a bender to get that what spike sideboard card right? that is now like oh more than one hundred percent. Yeah, paying like fifteen dollars. It's some random obscure common from some set fifteen years ago. No yeah, one so running bender to bender those days. Yeah. Jesus. I don't know. It either be depths, but I, I haven't played much lately. Um, but I, I am looking forward to playing paper again, and I, I really do want to play the Bomberman deck in paper. All right. so. Well, uh, playing lately, uh, didn't you play lately, SP? Like, today? I literally played several hours ago. How Um, did that go? (laughs) So I played in the Legacy Showcase Qualifier, or whatever it is, the one that requires 40 QPs to get in. So I played that. Um, Tom Hep has been crushing it lately with uh, Depths. He's like the trophy leader. So again, I was like, do I play Omni? Do I play this? I'm like, no, I'm just going to do Depths, right? I'm just going to play Turbo Depths. So I registered I registered Turbo Depths and uh how'd that go? So it's <laughs> so disappointing. So I started off uh, round one, I played against uh Strifo is his username. He's a the guy that created Strifo Pile deck. Mm. Um I don't know his name, but I played against him and like turn one I thought season when I see Assassin's trophies and shit in his hand, I'm like, oh this is gonna be rough, right? Um I ended up Duressing or Thossi. Oh, no, I Yeah, Duress, Thossi, he's him again. See another Assassin Trophy. Brazen Barrio, Barrio, Borrower. Once I see the Uro hit the battlefield with Borrower still in hand, I'm like, this is it. Pack nice it up. Game, uh, game two, uh, I try to combo again. Cannot, because he has Borrower again. Like, I do not make a merit relation the entire match, right? He OTs me. Damn. Next match, I play against uh, Bant Miracles. Okay. And again, I get crushed. <laughs> so I, I never make merit leash. And like, it's like, so the thing about the Turbo deck, like, I do love it. It's like the first iteration of Turbo Ducks I ever played back in like 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of your opening seven, you're literally living off the top of your deck, right? There's no card draw. You don't have anything like Dark Confidant or Sylvan Library. So, like, you can get into a position where 
you're just ripping land, land, land off the top, and you need like a tuner. Yeah. Um, so that's the the thing that I'm struggling right now with turbo depths is that outside of the opening seven, you're just hoping for what you need off the top. You, um, you tasted blue too much. Right. The, yeah. the taste of blue, the, the <laughs> card selection is so good. The name is turbo depths. You're yeah. trying to win with the seven. Or exactly. The six or the five. But you, you still need disruption, and like you got so like you need disruption. You need the combo pieces. So. Um, but again, against the the miracles player, I think I saw like, you know, opening hand was hand disruption, which is great, you know. And then uh, I had the dark depths. I needed Thespian Sage. I drew two more dark depths and two more Urborg. So like, it, whatever. Like, o two o two, game three or match three. I, I stick it in. I got nothing going on. And I play against uh, Steel Stompy. All right. um, they win the die roll. They get the turn one chalice. I have a handful of uh, one drops. Uh, that game was pretty uneventful. They kind of just got me. I lost. I died. And then game two, I had a very quick merit wage, but they ended up ripping uh, 3x. Uh, what is it? The, it's the, the serpent. I was thinking. Cool. Yeah, no, Stone Coil Serpent. Stone Coil Serpent. Oh, so yeah, they yeah. Get, <laughs> and it has reach. Why does it have reach? It's can king row. So like, I have Abrupt Decay in hand, which does nothing against Stone Coil, right? Oh. Um, I, I have this dead Abrupt Decay. Uh, I have a Bayou, but I do have a Vampire Hex Mage, so I could, if I could draw one more black source, I could use Hex Mage to remove the counters from the Serpent yeah, okay. to, to just crack it and win. Uh, but the guy is able to block me three turns in a row with Stone Coil Serpents and then win with an Arcbound Ravager and a Mistress Factory. So, yeah, like, after round three, I'm zero, zero and six in games. I'm 0-3 in the tournament. I'm like, wow, it, the beats, right? It's not Depth's turn, yeah. It's just not Depth's time, right? Uh, round four, I get period against a deck I know how to play against. The Mirror. Nice. <laughs> so I play the Mirror. Uh, I owe two. I two owe that, um, and then it's it's interesting. Like maybe we can talk about it in another episode because there's so much to it. But I've got a lot of experience playing against the mirror, so like I, I two owe the mirror. Uh, round five, I play the mirror again. Two owe him. Nice. Um, and the cool thing about the mirror, like pithing needles, like one of the most important cards. There's like four. Really there's almost like always like four or five pithing needles on the battlefield <laughs> when you're playing Terminus here. You have to have paper. Yeah. And then so what I and the, the winning line was abrupt decay my opponent's needle that is on Bayou to unlock my Thespian stage that is a Bayou nice. to make Merit Lage to win. Wow. There's a needle on that. the yeah, because like at that point there was needle on Bayou, Thespian Sage, Vampire Hexamage, and Ghost Quarter. <laughs> huh. And then know. yeah, so and I, I held on to my abrupt decay to get rid of one of the needles when I was, and that's kind of the way like you play it, or at least I play it. Like I'll hold on to the abrupt decay to get rid of the needle that I need to to win. Yeah. And when I pl- so I played a needle, he played turn one needle on ghost quarter, I played turn one needle on hex mage, um, and then when I I was able to, I waited a little bit, but I played my stage, copied something, and then played needle on thespian stage to turn off yeah. like the entire combo for him. Um, and then I was able to abrupt decay the needle and buy you win. Very nice. Turn uh, round five. Jeez, I'm, I'm gonna bore through this. It was eight rounds. It's eight rounds. Eight rounds. Round six. Round six. Right. Right. Round six. Reanimator. Round six. Reanimator. I have a very fast uh, hand. It's like Urborg, and I don't know what they're playing. It's like Urborg, Thespian Sage, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. They turn one thought sees me, or turn one dark ritual thought sees me, and two reanimate Grizzly. Turn one Grizzly, right? Perfect. Of course, I rip crop rotation off the top. <laughs> They're at two, two or three live. Uh, I crop rotate my Bayou for a Crocus, bounce it. They end up reanimating a 
with how many life left? Two life. What if you ran? Or they end up like exhuming okay. or yeah. dating a uh, counselor of the annex. Okay. Because yeah, um, I because I have Caracas out right, so they can't ever bring back Grizzlebrand. And but I end up getting the Grizz uh, the uh, Merlesian winning. Nice. Oh, I I hit another rotation to get. Sajiri Steep to beat them. And the opponent was like, nice crop rotations. I was like, yeah, that's the best card in the deck. Uh, game two, I'm also like, now I know I'm against Reanimator, so I have Ley Lines, uh, Surgicals in the sideboard. I'm going to do a five card hand. Um, Did and you get the Ley Line? No, no, I never saw Ley Line. <laughs> <laughs> never saw Ley Line. <laughs> but this was a cool play. So like, I'm to five, I'm on the draw. Opponent reveals Chancellor, which would typically indicate the coast is clear to do whatever the fuck you want, right? Okay. They're on the play, right? I have not played a land, nothing. They reveal Chancellor, so anything I cast has a one-man attack. Otherwise, it's cut, right? Reveals Chancellor. He casts Dark Ritual. He thought seizes himself, puts Grizzlebrand in the graveyard, um, goes to Exhume or Anime Dead or something, right? And... uh, I have Surgical Extraction and Elvish Spirit Guide in my hand. <laughs> so I'm able to cast the uh, Surgical, pay for the taxes with Elvish Spirit Guide, and Surgical is Grizzle Brains. And he literally has Chancellor of the Annex in his hand. That's it. That's the only card to hand. Yeah. Um, yeah, that reminded me, like, I did a similar line, like, Eternal Weekend a few years ago, whereas Reanimator, I was in the play, he was on the draw, he reveals Chancellor. And I turned one, cast a Ponder, it fizzles, right? Because I can't pay the one. But having days enforceable in yeah. hand. Well, yeah, sometimes you have to cast yeah, a spell just to break the chance yeah. or yeah. curse or whatever it is, the tax. Yeah, the tax. I'm like, all right, well, it gets can- uh, can- or whatever, counter, go for it. And then he uh, tries to do the things. I'm like, no, days, yes. yeah, a, a pedal to pay for it, and then I force a will. Yeah, no, and that's great, but like, he was on the play, so I couldn't oh. even cast a spell into it, right? Oh, he's on the play yeah. with the chance attack, thinking he's going to get Grizzle Red. I, but I had the spirit guide to pitch to no, Kenny Green. Right, yeah. I've always wanted to. I've never actually put it together myself, but I wanted to do Simeon Spirit Guide, Elder Spirit Guide, Manamorphos, Stifle Your Turn 1 Fetch Lane. <laughs> I've always wanted to put it together. No win con, nothing. Just you want to get your opponent around one game one and then walk just away. Tilt them, right? Just they, tilt yeah, them, right? Just tilt them and just be like, I won for the night. I don't very care. Very tilting, right? <laughs> Slowly, side so like, you want to concede now? Like, yeah. I, I still have one blue left yeah, to bring. Yeah, storm. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm drawing a card. Let's, let's just yeah. go to the next game. Um, and then game three against Rian. So Okay, so I actually lost that game. What? <laughs> and again, I was living off the top of my deck. I had half the combo. And my opponent on a... He had Chancellor in hand and like a land in play. I never drew into the combo or a tutor to get the combo. So I lost that game. Yeah. After the crazy blowout turn one, right? Lost that game. Um, and then game three, again, I multi five, but I have Elvish Spirit Guide to pay for Veil of Summer. Okay. <laughs> um, so, anyways, like I, I think my opponent goes for the turn one again. I'm able to surge. I'm able to uh, surgical Grizzlebrand, and I see that he's also playing Riding Regisaur. I end up surgically his Riding Regisaur as well. <laughs> <laughs> for the non Turbo Dust players, what, I mean, reanimating players, what does that do? Rotting Regisaur? Yeah. So it's a three drop. It's uh, one black, two colorless. He's a seven, six oh, dinosaur yeah, that at the beginning of your upkeep, discard a card. He is so like, like, you could just Dark Ritual turn one this guy, right? And he's yeah, like yeah. a good alternative win con to, to reanimate. No, yeah. I, I created like a legacy mono black list. Of course you did. With like him. So like you play, it's, it's literally you're trying to. 
just like do a dark ritual into some powerhouse. So it's yeah. Either, either Registrar or Ashiok, turn one. Yeah. You know, just to like, all right, you can't switch your land. Yeah, and then yeah, you, you can shit. Or a 7-6, deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a fast clock. And the funny thing was, like, he was stuck on two lands. Like, I, I think I duressed him and took, like, something out of his hand. And he had two registers in hand. I was like, please don't draw another land. And then finally, I thought sees him. And he has three registers in hand. I'm like, oh my god. So I thought sees it. Get my other surgical, surgical that. So he literally has two chancers at the end. That's it. That's the only cards left in his deck that he can reanimate. And he kills you? No, I won. I fucking won. <laughs> I won. So, like, after an 0-3 start, I rally back to 3-3. Three, three. So, wait, rally back in the loser's bracket? Hey. Hey. You know what? I'm going to some good players, <laughs> okay? okay? The next player I played, JPA93 or JPA23. Definitely. The, like, notorious sneak and show player that's played in the deck for, like, a million years. Was he playing Duffin Taxes? He's playing sneak and show. Oh, okay. <laughs> playing sneak and Spoiler, sneak and show. Um, game one, I lose. Ooh. Game two was really cool though. So game two, like game one, he just fucking blows me off. I think he, he like he intuitions for omniscient. He uh, intuitions for yeah intuitions for like ancient tomb. Like oh shit, and then he drops uh, sneak attack, activates it, Imbricles my board, and then and then Grizzard brands my board the next turn. So game two, I'm like God, I need pivoting needles. Um, so I, I actually draw like two or three pivoting needles. Like pivoting needles, sneak attack right away. Then Grizzle brand. Um, so I'm trying to build a board. Uh, I almost have the combo ready, and then he, end of my turn, cunning wishes for through the breach. He would. All right, he would. What a dick. <laughs> so I have seven permanents in play, and he casts through the breach, and Rickle cracks in. I've got like three or four lands. I have the I have the combo in, in play. I have an Elvish Spirit Guide that I resolved the turn before, which ended up being pretty important, I assume. Nice. And then a pending needle on Grizzlebrand and one on Sneak Attack. Another trigger goes off. I keep my pivoting needle on sneak attack because if I can prevent that, I could I could hopefully win, right? Because if you can sneak attack me real quick, I, I die. Yeah. Um. So I survive the, the hit from that guy. I end up slowly drawing more lands. We draw go for a while. My opponent ends up hard casting omniscience with one card in hand. He fortunately he has nothing to cast. Okay. He hard casts omniscience and then in his end step, I'm able to use force of vigor to destroy it. Brutal. And then a turn or two later, I'm able to uh, make Merlation kill him. And then game three, I forget too much of the details, but I end up beating him. Right. right. I beat him like, uh, again, it's needles and crocuses and just the hand disruption. Win. I win the game. 4 3, and then I, I, I lost to Eldrazi round eight. So, like, I just missed pricing. And the Eldrazi player, I won game one. Game two, I had locked up. Except he was playing white Eldrazi and like I had needle on Wasteland, needle on Caracas, and needle on Eldrazi Displacer. And then when I made the the, the token, he had Swords and Plowshares and a fast clock to see the plow it, kill me in the game three. I bowled a four like five or six or five and had a very slow start and he got me. So yeah. four four. I mean it's great. It's a great showing. I mean you playing in this event highlights that me and David are fucking lacking in online play. So I know my excuses, but what are your excuses, David? I'm not playing on Moto right now. Well, my excuse is my house burned down, and I'm hey, my, my house is flooded. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. yeah, once it's built up, then you're gonna. Once it's built up, I'm gonna be playing a ton. Oh, definitely. But yeah, for me, uh, us living in Arizona, it's if Moto tournaments were like during the day, day, I would be okay. But like, clouds meeting up at 7 p.m. and 
6 p.m. is already like okay weather to go outside and start working. So, sure. oh, so you work at nights. Just like, I, yeah, I do like 6 p.m. Going. to yeah, dang. Yeah. yeah, your neighbors must fucking hate you. Oh, they love me. They love me a lot. <laughs> Yeah, this time it sucked too because it was at 8 a.m. on a Sunday. I mean, but so it's like, like Saturday night. Let's just go to bed early. <laughs> yeah, let's prepare for next. And like, I had, I was talking to the guys before the cast started. Like, I fucked up. Like, I ended yeah, up. Your excuse. Well, my excuse is that like I diverted my funds that I was going to buy some moto cards to actual physical cards with uh, Eternal. Or not, was it Double Masters coming out? We're not playing magic, paper magic, anytime in the foreseeable future. Yeah, and was, Sydney buys some paper cards. Yeah, I right. ended up buying some uh, the, the full hour brainstorms for twenty bucks a pop. A place okay, so eighty bucks. It was like it was ninety, I think, after tax. Yeah, yeah, shipping and all that. Makes sense. And I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, after I purchased, you know, bought it, I was like, man, I could have gotten fucking four wastelands, and like probably could have gotten the rest of your motor. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I like the art, and I think that there's some value in it, and they're not going to probably make it again, hopefully, uh, and that it'll go up more than twenty bucks in the next foreseeable future, in a few years from now. Hopefully, uh, yeah. you mentioned like this is probably a little harder to get. People aren't going out of their house to buy boxes too too much, I would say. Well, and we've got some groups going on where we're going to try to draft this, and then, like, we couldn't get the product. Yeah. So it seemed like it's a harder product to get. I saw, like, you know, uh, Taco Rudy, Sneezy Rudy, like, (laughs) cracks the packs, and I saw, like, that there was a lot of, like, trash rares. Yeah, or or you get an upgraded uncommon (laughs) as your... Fucking borderless card. And so that's where I'm like, right, brainstorm for sure is, is a legacy stable, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it. Like, and then mm-hmm. I can throw it in a legacy deck and maybe start exploring out the way down, right? Well, best of luck to you on your investment. Definitely. Um, but definitely. before we move on, I do want to touch on Magic Online, right? Like, so I will quote David when David says that he is here for the gathering. <laughs> and it's true. Like, I think a lot of players enjoy the in person aspect of magic, right? Like, it's Magic the Gathering, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And while I, I mean, Magic Online is not nearly as satisfying or as fun or all those things, like, I think we're at the point where it's like, we're not going to play Paper Magic probably at all the rest of the year. Yeah. So yeah. you just got to suck it up well, and big, start playing online. It's a big pill to swallow. Yeah. And so, like, you know, as a little five-year-old, I'm fighting mom, giving me that, like, cough medicine. You know? Exactly. Like, I mean, we have great players in Arizona, like Mike Hadley. He does not play online. Like, he finally is like, hey, who's going to come show me how to play Moto? Yeah. But I think a lot of, player have res- a lot of players have resisted it because it's not the same, right? Yeah. I, it, sometimes it takes a lot for me to want to go and play Magic Online because it's just – I love the social interaction of it. But we're not going to be playing any paper tournaments for a very long time. So like you just you got to accept that reality and there's a decent amount of like hot, like tomorrow Mana Traders event starts yeah, tomorrow true. the Mana Traders Legacy Tournament Series starts tomorrow yeah and you can win like some decent prizing so it's like you just got to accept the fact that hey this is where we're at right now and this is how you're gonna get your fix support right. the format well, anyway and for exactly. me like it's not it's the miser in me where I'm like, I don't want to pay that kind of cash for a digital thing. But I, I got to suck it up because, like, for me, like, I like the competitive gameplay and the game itself. The, the, the gathering is great, but I'm a quiet guy unless, mm. like, I know you and that can open up to you. Mm. Otherwise, I'm just going to sit there and not interact with people. I've got some type of thing that stops me from being able to just, like, 
chit chat, whatever. But if, if I know you, I'm going to talk to you. So yeah. like online play should be perfect for me. Like I've got free time. Yeah. I should be just like investing so much into this online format. Cause like, yeah, I could play tomorrow if I wanted yeah. to. Hey, by the next cast, I better see you starting to play. Yeah, I want you to have a 5-0 elite. <laughs> yeah. Well, plus the other thing is, like, right now, like, during this downtime, like, the people playing Moto are going to be so much sharper when we go back to paper. Oh, so yeah. much better. Like, yeah. the online meta is very difficult. Like, it's tough. It's very competitive. And it it keep, it challenges you, and it helps you grow as a player. So, like, if you're constantly playing online, you're going to get better. No, I've yeah. seen it. Because you can do some, like, for those that are listening, like, you can do some practice like play you don't have to just do a league like i what i was doing budget delver on practice like league or practice games yeah and sure maybe they're not like tier players but you're just learning the controls you're learning how to play you're learning things and notes of your own deck well and the interface because like plus you're saying current with the meta yeah yeah i mean and like you're gonna misclick some things and it's not gonna cost you you're not gonna be like upset that you spent whatever is it 10 ticks it's 10 ticks or like a hundred Player points. Player points, yeah. yeah. So, and, and, like, here's the thing about me. It's like, I hate when people say ticks. It's $10. Okay, a tick is a dollar. Though a tick costs differently depending where you live. <laughs> so it's nine fifty or something? It's $10 if you're it's, buying from auto. Yeah, it could be. It's higher in some states, lower in some states. But, like, it's generally a dollar. Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, even in different countries and whatnot, the value is different. Yeah, so, like, when people say ticks, I'm like, yeah, it's all right, so let's just sub the word takes the dollars. But it's but it's not. It's its own currency. Oh Jesus! It's ticks, man. Like why are you well, mis- why are you misleading listeners? Okay. With your yeah, come on. Well, because I when I buy ticks, I just buy it off the Moto the interface. So. Sure, but let's say uh, let's shout out to our listeners. I don't know in Japan. Okay. So they have to convert yen to ticks and then ticks to dollars to then understand. Hey, that cost us. Fifty-seven dollars on Moto. Do you think Google Dang. has a way to convert yen to ticks? I bet they do. I, I would <laughs> love to see it. That'd be great. Oh god! But I mean, and, but here's the thing: like, you rarely ever have to buy ticks. Like, like Sydney. Like, once you get your wastelands, I think you need wastelands, right? Wastelands. Once you get your wastelands, and you start playing leagues, and you get familiar with the interface, because you're gonna misclick, right? Someone's yeah, telling you, you're gonna misclick. Our buddy Hadley, this like, you eventually will continue to play for free. Right, yeah. If Between you get player points and chess. Yeah, you were to do some three, two, three, yeah. Uh, yeah. Three X. I think as long as you three, two, no, I think, I don't know if it's three, two or four, one. But like, four, one, you make over you what bet. you right. spent. Yeah, yeah. Three, two, you make a little under. Three, two is like a chest and like 50 player points, which is like half injury yeah. and the chest is like a couple blocks. Yeah. But I mean, you eventually get to a point where like you have chess and you have player points and you have tickets and then like you get to play for free. All this rational talk to you guys. It's hard for me as the miser to just like, uh, but but eventually like I will I, I will eventually I mean I've already keep the bucket I bought force of wills. Oh well, yeah, old well, Mister Frugal that just bought foil brainstorm so that can't be used till twenty twenty one. This is true, but it, like I have something in my hand to hold guys. Oh, as, but again, like no, I've got the force of wills, I've got the fetch lands, I've got the duels, I've got the, the staples. Yeah, now it's it's just one hurdle at a time. But you know I I see that moto is the way of the future, and I feel like. Yes, you do miss some of the gathering, but there is other aspects. Like if you stream or you watch other streamers and they're like seeing your event, you can interact with them. So you can see players that you've seen streaming on Twitch. True. Oh my God, I'm going against Strifo. You just play against like a guy who's been streaming for years. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I rewatched my match against him to see if he was like, well, this guy sucks. <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> he did not say that. <laughs> oh, God. So, he was three weeks afterwards, I would watch So that's, there's a new Ooh. little avenue of like like this new way of, of role-playing magic. You yeah. can see from that other perspective. Like, what was he, what, did he actually have that? You can actually see him like, oh, man, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah, and the reviewing your games aspect is pretty nice. Yeah. No, I love it. Yeah. Plus, like, we got to keep the format alive. So, Plays oh, yeah, Online is helping represent it. Because, like, dude, there was like 215 players for this event today. Damn, not bad. It was sick, man. Yeah. I-, I love big legacy events. So, exactly. Like, for those of you out there that are on the fence, jump in, start playing some legacy online, play the big events, play Mana Traders events. If Nerd Rage Games does more events, just play them because we're not going to play paper for probably six more months till yeah, next year, right? And I'll, I'll jump in and say, yeah, as a, as a miser, uh, yeah, if, if you can't afford it, get, do some budget builds. There's plenty of content out there where people are talking about legacy budget builds. Go ahead and do that, get some game wins, and then straight up. It's like regular paper magic. Yeah. No, though apparently there is some other magic going around in the world. Somewhere in Japan, uh, we had the was it the MK? It's yeah, MK, the 120 KMC series, 128th, which had 82 players. Good job, Japan. Um, kind of a breakdown on the top eight. We got Dredge that took it down. Believe it or not, um, Canadian threshold being runner up. Hogak lands artifacts, Soltai, Bank Control, Dark Depths, and Doomsday. Um, did you want to go through them or like I think like dredge is just pretty much. I think it's like LED dredge, right? Let's yeah, see. it's an LED dredge. Which is like I think I looked at this. Oh yeah, okay. So it has one hogak, but it's not the typical hogak altar of dimensional list that we've seen like just really kind of crosses the graveyard deck. True, but whenever I see Rug Delver being the deck to be, it does seem that dredge is a good way to go. Uh, you just have a good matchup as against them, and as we can see in the finals, Dredge took it down. Yeah, and as a as a blue red Delver player, like when I played against Dredge, do you sweat a little bit? No, it's a I especially if it's like a bridge from below version of it. Yeah, I it's really just you know play a Delver and know that you might have to bolt that Delver, and that's it. You know, like you'll let him you'll do the let him do all his things. They'll create a Stinkweed are not going to be built one one or one one flyer or one two flyer, and if they got two bridges, all right, both your delver block or attack with it, at least get some value. So when yeah. you're not going to block, and before they can do any cabal shenanigans, you just both your delver blow up those bridges and just move on with life. You're going to have some bigger threats later on, and then you can like you know counter their their uh, fatal shootings. True. I think Hogak adds like a different angle to it though, to where bridge isn't like the end all be all. Yeah, but and this is also playing Terror of the Peaks. The this bridge is, is the, the threat. Like, like creating all those zombies, you can't win as a Delver player. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's like recursion. Right? But with the Hogak, you can bounce it, you can block. If, if you're playing young PZ, it's great. Only so many times, though. And it's against, like, Canadian. I do understand you're more of a UR player. Yeah, so, like, there's more of a little aggressive stance. Yeah. You have more bolts or more ways exactly. to kill things. So, yeah. So if the second place Bolting was, your own Delver doesn't seem like value. I, I do if I can get rid of two. Like, if I can get rid of like zombies, like four zombies coming out. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. Oh. Especially now that you can like recur it with Arcanist. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. So the second place was the threshold. Rug, oh, Rug Delver. Let's see. Is there anything interesting? So I've, I've noticed Hooting Mandrels has definitely come back. Why do you think... Why do they run Hootie and Tarmac? 
So here's the thing. There's usually a split between the two. So you can run two and two. Some people do more Tarmogoyce versus Mandrills. The, the reason you play that is you want to play a one-mana threat with the Mandrills. So Mandrills okay. is kind of a late-game kind of deal. You, you top-deck it. You want to keep one mana available for a spell pierce, a brainstorm, a ponder. Uh, and if you can use your graveyard as a resource, great. One green mana, get rid of the, the trash in your yard, and then play a 4-4 beater, and then you still have mana available to do whatever you want. Yeah. Plus, like, trample's relevant, and then yeah. the fact that, like, it only dies to Swords of Posh Air. So, like, Path to Exit, or uh, Abrupt Decay doesn't kill it. Yeah. Fatal Push doesn't yep. kill it. I mean, Oko kills everything because Oko is just cancer. Yeah. And but, uh, you're able to trample over an elf, but again, like, it doesn't even turn your guy into an elf. But, yeah. but no, I think Hooting Mandrels is really good. Like, I've had games where I have Abrupt Decay and stuff in, in my hand, and, like, I can't kill the Mandrels. <laughs> you have a 4 4 little monkey coming at you? Yeah, right. <laughs> It does work. All right, let's see. So then Hogak, that's just Dredge again, isn't it? This no. Is, no, this is the Hogak deck where okay. it's trying to combo out with Alter of Dimension and Mill you. Okay, so this this is a this is a, a Nightmare for Full Red Network. Yeah. Yeah, not Dredge, but this is. Well, I feel like Dredge is still pretty tough for uh, Blue Red Delver. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a Blue Red Delver player, but you don't think it is? No, I mean, because if they're they're really heavily relying on those Bridge of Blows. But they also have Hogak and other stuff to just, like, get you. He, like doesn't, how did, how did he doesn't play online. Yeah, so, oh, you don't <laughs> play online. So wait until you play online. So let me ask you this. How does Blue Red Delver combat a 8-8 Trampler on turn 2? Paper snag. Did and how does it deal with it coming back down on turn 3? On turn 3. Right. Turn three. And it comes and then back four, down. It comes so, back. This, so game 1, maybe you're host, but then you have like Crips. Do you have ways to, once you snag it, to get rid of the yard? Yeah. So in Magical Christmas Land, you have all your friends. You, you, you just talked about having Surgical Stranger with like Elvish, like, uh, hey, yeah, yeah, Magical Christmas Land. Multiplied to get it. Yeah, oh, I see. That's what you do. That's okay, what okay. Games about. Uh, okay. You create opportunities in your game state by calling. Yeah, this version has the Hedron Crab. That's that's the defining feature. Yeah. Really. And I guess Mana. Mana well, Hedron Crab is just good because it fills up your graveyard so you can start casting Hokak. Yeah. Gets uh, bridges in your graveyard, so alters online. Like, I'm, I think this is a better deck than the Dredge deck. Yes, I do believe so, too. It's a, it's a tough one. Well, Hokak is like the premier graveyard deck in Vintage now. God. It is the bizarre deck. It's a Hogak deck. It would be. Alright, so I'm done with this list. I don't give a shit about this. So, wow, yeah. cities uh, hate lands. So, and like, here's the thing with like the Japanese tournaments, you do gotta look at the list because they are full of spice. Typically, like, the Japanese love to play oh, some spicy yeah. lists. They do. I respect them as players for that. They do, and this is not your typical lands list. This is a Titanic Dryad deck with a Dryad Evolution Grove and Prime Times and all that fun stuff. Yeah, this is a Prime Time deck. This I looked at this one. So, is it spice? Three shifting ceratops main board. <laughs> Ooh. Do you know what that does? I think it's the one that you can change like the modes it has, and it's pro blue. Oh, that's David. Can't be countered. <laughs> pro- oh, sorry. <laughs> David, what do you think it does? Uh, apparently, <laughs> the spell can't be countered. Is this the first time you've seen this card? This is my first time. This is, so this is like a... a, a, like a so a this is a it's improved like, version of the troll. Thrun the last yeah, troll. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it can't be countered. Pro blue, and it gains... Gains reach, reach trample, or haste. <laughs> yeah, it's so what? For one green, for one, for green. one 
until end of turn. Yeah. So you just slap this guy down 5-4, give a haste for one more. And give it reach and block Delvers out of the sky. Oh, yeah. It's this blue. is insane. It's green. Green. blue, part green. I love the art on it, too. It's like Triceratops. I'm so glad I avoid creature. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. All right. So there's a very improved version of uh, the troll. It's all about that, like, power creeping. <laughs> I don't know. Is, is regenerate better than those modes? I guess the modes are more. I think this like has more the versatility. Meta. Yeah, in the meta of like Delvers flying around. Plus, the, really, the only thing that kill Thrun is like a swords or exile effect. Yeah, so exactly. regenerate doesn't matter. Yeah, because you're going to run into those kind of moves one way or another. Yeah. Yeah, five four is big. Thrun is three four. Five five. Isn't Thrun a five five? No, I think he's, he's a four four. He's a four. He's a four. He's a four four. Yeah, he's a four. So, like, right, this is a four-turn clock as opposed to a five-turn clock. Yeah, even though fetch, that's a even though fetch well, lands do exist, haste. you can get haste. So, give him haste. Yeah, you can get a little surprise attack. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. So any other things that are cool in this list? The, the Plague Engineers, the Compact uh, Gobos, two in the sideboard. I heard there's a lot of Plague Engineers yeah. in the online meta. Warping well. Why would they have that in the sideboard? Because they don't have access to counterspells. It's counterspells. Counterspell. It gets you counterspell. all the time. Let me infernal tutor for something. Nope. Counter I have a counterspell and I don't play blue. <laughs> so it's, I have like a wasteland open and another green land. Yeah. You're like, oh, great. You played that colorless mana that you need to play. No, I think was good. I've definitely ran into this out of like a death and taxes build and I. Don't want to talk. You about just immediately scoop and just like yeah, I'm taking my game somewhere else. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. The, so the next one is Artifact Soul Tie, which I have no idea what this is. Um, it was like a uh, Emery deck that has Uro. I mean, I think if you can cast it, every deck plays Uro, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you happen to be well. playing blue and possibly even splash green for Uro. Right. Yeah, it's, it's Emery, and I think it's just like a value deck, like because it has it doesn't have like Emery combos. I don't think. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah, uses Emery to like draw, extra, use the bobbles and stuff to draw extra cards. So it's got how many bobbles? Four. Is Astrolabe four bobble or is a bobble? Yeah, and then you can spell bombs. And you can like buying back Baleful Strix is a real thing. Well, you can buy back spell bombs too. Sure, but also just buying back Baleful Strix is like a, yeah, a death touch value, flyer yeah. that draws you a card. Yeah. This right. is like a long, like a grindy game. You want to play? Not the kind of deck I want to play. Fourteen like turns of magic, and then you're able to win. Well, fourteen turns of magic's the early game. Okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> turn fifteen is when you start shifting to the turn. And you're you, right. as the opposing player, just top deck, you may have a full grip of cards. Like, oh, what do I need to play to combat when you're just playing? This is definitely a deck I would like to play. All right, you should. Like, it doesn't seem too expensive. What's the cost of it on? Um, it's like two two grand. <laughs> yeah, you can rent it for sixty dollars on Manitrader. Yeah, you can rent it for sixty bucks. Well, no, no, it's okay, only so it's so five hundred sixty tickets. Yeah, it's online though. So but, like, so let's, talk, oh. let's talk about online. Yeah, so it's like Manitrader. You can rent it for five hundred sixty tickets. So for some people's rent. I think for the. Mm-hmm. Thing of jumping around decks is mana traders. Mana traders. Yeah, I would rent this if I if I was trading yeah. renting things. Right, next one is bank control guys. Miracles. We don't need to talk about miracles. <laughs> Wait, hold on. It is playing Joriel Volley Recluse. What does he do? I won't tell you guys. Uh, David, what do you think? Jor- let's, 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 let's guess. Volley. So he's a is he a planeswalker? I no, bet no, he's a I bet you that 
It's a green creature that when you draw the second card of a turn, you can do something to create a creature. I'm just guessing. We'll see what it does. That's probably, probably a good guess. What's your guess? My guess is... Is he a green creature, a white creature? It's a green-white creature that has flash-flying haste. No, no haste, no haste. Sorry, <laughs> my bad, my bad. Reach, maybe. It definitely has regenerate. Protection from colorless. Protection from colorless. And then you can also tap white, give it a protection from a color. All right, so his name is Reclu. So he's going to be green-blue, two colorless, a 1-4... He has reach, and whenever somebody plays an instant or sorcery, you get like a spider or some shit like that. Some fucking little friend that comes around to help him. Let's see what he does. He does I don't know. Oh no, there it is. Oh, it's a one colors one green for a one two. Whenever you draw your second card each turn, create a two two green cat. So you get a cool little friend that comes around, and then until the end of turn for six mana. So this is like the crazy cat lady. Yeah, it is. Yeah, she's a recluse that lives by herself. It is. But whenever you draw two cards, you get cats. The crazy cat lady. That's crazy. And then you make a giant cat furball with her. You pay six to make just like a cat ferno. Is after many turns of somebody pestering you, you just like get upset and you send your big old cat. Wrath of cats. Yes. Alright. Okay, I mean, I get it's 20 lands. Can you actually get to 6? You can get to 6 mana, you think? Well, this is a Miracles deck, so yeah, they're getting to 6 mana. I think the Plus, you have Uro, who gets you a card. Right, so, cast Uro from Graveyard or from Hand, you get 2-2 two, two cats. Play lands, you play, play cats. Yeah, that seems and good. And then yeah. a Lave, I actually like get a cat. So yeah, for 1 mana, you get a 2-2 two, two cat. That's great. Uh, Alright, let's go to Dark Depths. This is where SB shines. So I looked at this list and I thought the interesting thing was like it had Fatal Push on the sideboard. I've not seen Fatal Push played too often in decks like this. Hmm. But yeah, this guy's running two Fatal Push sideboard. Dang. Um, yeah, it's not loading. The Kelly's is fighting us. The internets, the interwebs. Well, you know, you know. Right, well, there it is. It's up. There it is. So yeah, I, I look two fatal push. Yeah, it's two fatal push sideboard. I mean, it's it's just another flavor of uh, depths. It's kind of like a mediumish build because it runs dark confidant. Um, so it's not like turbo. There are four needles in the list. Two and two. Two main, two side. Uh, has other spirit guide, so it, it's a little faster, but like it's a medium deck. Like nothing too crazy. Like it, it plays once upon a time. I don't know. Like I've never been impressed with once upon a, once upon a time dark depths. Uh, but that's just me. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the cards stuck out to me, and it's not even that impressed. Like that outlandish. I was like, oh, fatal push in the sideboard. That's interesting. Hmm. But that's about it. It's a pretty standard list. Not bad. So at the end, Doomsday. David, do you have anything to say about the Doomsday? David hates 2020 Doomsday. You used to play Doomsday, right? I used to, but like... We talked about that first week. Yeah, it's it's a different... It's a whole different deck nowadays. And like, I, I do have respect for it, but like, I learned that my love is actually Tendrils of Agony. I'm going to stop you right there, David. And uh, for the viewers... David's doomsday is where he spends five minutes rifling through his deck, his graveyard after resolving doomsday to come up with the pile to deal with the situation. Yes. David is a thinking man's doomsday. Yes. I thought you just play, you just, regardless of the situation, you create the pile. No, there's oh, like, there's no. like, you, you have like oh, notebooks no. with piles, books right? Books and books <laughs> on like, if Dahlia is that one, you only have brainstorming. If this is in your hand. This if there's a Gedek Teague and a Thalia, then you can, 
you have to come up with a ponder and a brainstorm, and then you can do the book goes on and on. And on. The book goes on and on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I remember watching one of the cloud series and like Damon was playing. Doomsday? Yeah. Yeah. And he, I would see him in, like, Chad just going, I'm sorry, taking a lot of my mile. This is oh, I bet you that is, like, the optimal <laughs> place we're going to misclick with a Doomsday Power yeah, on Moto. And I could not imagine doing a Moto, trying to, like, look through your, like, car. Is this going bottom or on yeah, top yeah. if I click it now? It's so good. I've messed up plenty of times. So check out the list. What do you think? It's, it seems like a pretty nice list. It still has Strix in the main. I've seen a couple versions kind of shape that down into the sideboard. Um, you got your standard, some counter spells. You got your forces, your dazes. I'm surprised it runs days, but like I kind of understand that you have the dark rituals to put off the days, and it's just a good get you. I think um, it's cool that it runs unearth, so you can unearth us as oracle to win. So yeah, it makes a very efficient Like, if they fire. counter it, you can unearth it. Exactly. Oh, my God. It has one Night's Whisper, one Bale, one on Earth. Would you play the, I mean, I'm this deck looks cool. It plays Edge of Autumn. That's a card I've seen you play. I've definitely played Edge of Autumn. I know my good share of that card. So you get, it's basically, you can cast it for free. Sack a land to cycle it. Yeah. Oh, sack a land to cycle yeah, it? Yeah, you don't care about anything else. It's <laughs> sack a land cycle. It's a free cycle. Oh, Jesus. See, the cool thing about being in Arizona is all these weird-ass players with their weird-ass decks. Like, I think I'm decent against Doomsday because of David. Like, he'd beat me, and then I'd be like, try surgical. He's like, no, you wait till you surgical after I make my pile. Like, makes sense. As a person who's not familiar with Doomsday, I've played against it, but I've never seen the actual 60, or care to, like, invest time in learning it. Okay. The Edge of Autumn, you're just cycling it? That's all you're doing? Yeah, so essentially with the Thassa's Oracle, you still have to trim your Doomsday Pile down cards because Duh. five is too many. Five <laughs> is too many. Yeah, so if you just throw an Edge of Autumn in there, it's like a free kill a card in the Doomsday yeah, Pile. A card. It's a Git Probe, essentially, from back in the day. So if Git Probe was still a lot around, you would not have age. No, no, no. Get probe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was definitely a card. Same with the Street Wraith. You have two cards in there just so you can make a Doomsday Pile that's essentially three, three. cards by having two cards cycle away. Hmm. Right? Simple. And then Thassa's Oracle Simple, is yeah, in the Laboratory Maniac. So it, where exactly. in the pile is Thassa Oracle? Oh, you kind of just put it wherever. Um, I think it just really depends, right? It all depends on what you have in hand. Uh, a common way of going into a Doomsday pile, I haven't played much, but... When was the last time you played Doomsday? <laughs> Years. Yeah. Get pro. I still played through the banning of Sensei Divining Top, but once they asked Get Probe, I only played for like a couple more weeks and then finally shifted. And then conceded and played in it. Yeah. But so like a deck like this, you're gonna go ahead and cast your doomsday and you're gonna cast some kind of cantrip to get into your pile. You're gonna cast a predict after, so you're going to cantrip into your predict. You predict any old land, then you draw two cards off that predict. Uh, your predicted card could be your Thassa's Oracle, so it gets dropped into your graveyard. And then you draw two cards, which would be a Lotus Petal and Unearth. Or a different way, if you don't want to use the graveyard, you can go ahead and uh, predict any old card. 
and then you draw two cards off that, which would be a Lion's Eye Diamond and one of your Cyclers, such as Edge of Autumn and Street Wraith. Then you play your Lion's Eye Diamond, a Cycle, and in response to your Cycle, <laughs> crack the Lion's Eye to put the Thassa's Oracle into play. And yeah, it's wait, 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 simple wait, wait, wait. as pie, you know. It's so, very easy. All right, I'm trying to combat this. Where do I force of will? In all this. Um, well, that's your problem. Yeah. That is your problem to fucking do it. <laughs> is there, like, trying to do, like, advanced quantum physics and, like, all the, the pile and predict? <laughs> Did you let Doomsday resolve? Sure. Oh, that's your fault. Then you're Pre- dead. You're dead. Yeah. And you, no, you force a will Doomsday. You force a will Doomsday. Always, you always force a will Doomsday. Well, is it not That's what sets things into motion for another ability. Right, if we go, you yeah. don't force a will Doomsday, you open up me making the plans for the ex- the rest of the game. So, but here's the thing: is like if I let it resolve, you assume I don't have force of will in my hand. Now you let it resolve, but <laughs> you have no clock, and I was at 18 life. No, no, like hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The different scenarios. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm at 18 life. I cast the doomsday. Drop down to nine. You have no clock. My pile is four thoughtsies and a thassa's oracle. Ah, okay. What if there was a a, a flip delver? And you have you've gone down to twelve, and you're at six after the doomsday. No, that's gonna have to go a little back and forth. Maybe I'm go gonna have to go on how many cards you have in your hand. How when was the last time I saw your hand due to a duress? So it makes more for more interesting, fun games. Then? Exactly. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, if you just let a doomsday resolve and you have no way of finishing the game quick, I play in the rest of the game. Because I and play, that's the scary part. So you know, talking about like a little bit of the history of our, our friendships. I played you when you would play Doomsday and then also uh, Stefan. Yeah. And I would let that shit resolve all the time. Like, shit, go down live. I'm going like, to bolt you <laughs> <here>. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and then you guys are like, oh, yeah, well, like, why did you let it resolve? Because like, I don't know what it did. I was like, whatever. <laughs> True. I think if you're letting Doomsday resolve, you have to then be able to say, I have something unique enough that the Doomsday player will not be able to account for this when they're picking their five. Okay. If you can confidently say, yeah, they're not going to expect this, let the Doomsday resolve. Play your chances. But if, or if their life total gets below what you have in hand, like if you're a burn player, yeah. shit, you want a six? I've got three burn spells. All right, great. Like, yeah. True. I've got three open mana. Blah, 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 blah. If you only have two burn spells and they're both bolts, I cast my Doomsday. My first spell might be an Edge of Autumn or Brainstorm into a Force of you have Force in this deck? Yes. <laughs> Is oh. there, yeah, there's four of them. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. be careful. Wait, you got Force of He's got Force of <laughs> And I bet that's he's taking the life. got you. So, yeah, Doomsday is a tutor for five cards. I can tutor for answers. So, really, really break down what you have. Did I not account for? Or break down, am I playing against a very expert Doomsday player and they're not accounting for what I got and they're just going to create their pile? True. It's a very difficult thing, it seems like. And again, like we talked about it like week in our first cast, like I don't want to play this. This does not look fun at all to me. But some people like that this 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 all the like the, the, the intricacies, the puzzles, all that stuff. It's yeah. fun. And this is what makes uh, Legacy and Magic such a great game. You can there's all different types of decks you want to play or you wanna like try out and maybe it's not for you, but it doesn't mean you're a worse player or a better player. It's just the game. Exactly. Yes. Cool. All right. So that's that. That is that. 
So we want to talk about another event that just like fired recently is the uh, literally the, the day after our last podcast that, that got posted. And like, the cool thing about Legacy right now is even though we're not playing in paper, like it's well, I mean, I think it's always lived on online. Yeah, but it's yeah, definitely like, alive online now. It, yeah, I mean, it's solely online now. But like, it's so cool that there's no paper events, but online the the meta continues shifts and new deck starts to emerge. So. JTL005 has always been an Esper Vials player, but yeah, this deck is starting to pick up a lot of momentum. This guy's got a ton of top, really solid finishes with the deck, um, but yeah, this oh, deck shit. is like really starting to pick up, and it's like very resilient. It's tough to combat because it operates at so many different angles, so um, I'm going to let you talk. Do you, do you want to talk about this one? I mean, I used to play like uh, in, in Vintage, uh, what I call the Trail Park Boys, which was just like because you can't say white trash anymore. No, it's, uh, yeah, you can't say white trash. Yeah, white yeah, trash yeah. is offensive. Trail Park Boys, which was just white weenie, and you would play all the hate, you know. Well, this isn't a hate deck. Well, well, it, the, the thing is, is that you're playing, like, value creatures, right? It's like it's a creature-based so, deck. The way this deck kind of works, like, it relies heavily on Vile, but, like, the cornerstone of the deck is Soul Herder. Okay. It uses Soul Herder, and he's a lot of... ETB effects, wait, wait, wait. bounce effects. David's oh, looking at me guessing. Are we guessing? No, 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 not guessing. Like, do you know what it's all ordered? I don't. I don't know. It's a modern horizons card. Let's do it. We learned together. So, for those listening, yeah, please. One away. blue, one white, one colorless. It's a one-one spirit creature. Whenever a creature is exiled from the battlefield, put a one-one counter on Soul Harder. At the beginning of your instep, you may exile another target creature you control, then return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. So you use Soul Herder and a lot of creatures like Charming Prince and Flicker Wisp in conjunction with cards like Recruit of the Guard and Baleful Strix and Baron Tolerian Archmage and Palace Jailer, Peacekeeper, Meddling Mage to just constantly flickering. You're flickering your board to answer different threats. Interesting. Uh, I think they even play Gilded Drake. There are some builds that run Gilded Drake because what they do is they use Gilded Drake to swap a creature with you and then they use Soul Herder to get their Gilded Drake back. Ooh. Is he in the sideboard? Three in the side. Yeah. yeah. So Soul Herder will get the Gilded Drake back while stealing an opponent's creature. But yeah, like this deck is like, it's very interesting and it's very intricate. Um, it's too big brain for me. I remember Peacekeeper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nick Cowley and his goddamn Peacekeepers in the sideboard of... Uh, of uh, so what's interesting is like this deck probably would not exist in, unless like the last year and a half of Magic came around because you've got those like Charming Princes to do this multimodal role. Scribe, Life, and then Exile so you can flicker stuff. Well, Flicker Wisp still does the same thing, but like imagine being able to reset your meddling mage every turn. Like that's insane. Yeah, with Charming Prince. Like it's like great. You do or with thing. Flicker Wisp or with Soul Herder. So yeah. Herder will flicker your meddling mages. So here's the thing, like I like charming prince. Like I, I play him in, in, in arena and standard. And like the fact that you can One day your charming prince will come for you, Sydney. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm hoping I'm praying. <laughs> Every morning I'm lighting candles, those Catholic candles. <laughs> <laughs> so like the thing is that the scry two is great. Like if you're getting mana screwed, scry two starts throwing some stuff down if you don't have a vial. Uh and then the, the life gain, maybe you just gotta get out of a bolt range. Then it has plague injury. Because you can constantly reset him. It's yeah. so it's like the deck is really cool. I like it. That's brutal. Yeah. yeah. The but the here's the thing now. Is it viable in paper now? How much are Gilded Drake? <laughs> they're like two hundred dollars. Two hundred ninety. No, they're ACG like... player today. What is it? The oh, August yeah. 9th, two thousand twenty. 
this what used to be a thirty dollar card. Yeah, I remember mm. buying several for commander decks, and then every time I'd sell my oh. commander deck, I'd sell my Gilded Drakes because it's just, a great commander. If card. you would have just kept them at three hundred bones, I think they're like they're probably like two hundred. Like this yeah, is really inflated. Sweet. They're probably but they're but are people buying for two hundred? But regardless, <laughs> it's super expensive. Yeah, it is an insanely expensive a card to just have in your sideboard just to sit there. Yeah. Or oh, dude, oh. you could you could flicker lean in relic water and just remove their stuff. Yeah, he, this I would play. In, in, like this deck will t- this deck is like a toolbox deck. It yeah. is. I mean, sure, Gilded Drake sitting in the sideboard, but I remember the days of Moat sitting in the sideboard of Miracles. Like <laughs> there's one Moat, right? Uh, I've seen two. I've seen uh, the ballers uh, around uh, two. I had uh, uh, drop a honey in sideboards or me. It was in the sideboard. So that's a very yeah. Side. But they're already running tabernacle, so drop a honey's a uh, drop in the bucket. And uh, oh man, flickering bensers. Like yeah, the deck is this deck right. is cool, but yeah. So great. like yeah, it's expensive paper, but great online right now. Well, how much is on paper? Go back. Let's it's look easy. at the, the total deck. On paper. Three grand. Come oh, on. Two thousand five hundred. But I, a lot of legacy players have these cards. You just gotta drop six hundred bucks on your drinks. <laughs> or just disassemble your commander decks. Yeah, just break down your commander decks. Or yeah. borrow your commander friends' cards. Yeah, exactly. So Rug Delver in uh, second place, probably the stock list, which is fine. You know, I, I like I like that there is this like, is a total Gary Wong deck. It's a no-brainer deck. You don't really have to think. You know, you can wake up with sleep in your eyes and go, you know, positive record. But <laughs> I'm just kidding, just kidding. No, I I feel like with uh, those, it's it's just it wins games. Yeah, um, and God, Rug Delver. I feel like a lot of times Rug Delver is John of Modern. So it, it's so crazy, like. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, but like, so like, Red Delver was like dead for years. Yeah. And then Ren and Six came out, and it became like the top deck. Right. Ren right. and Six got banned, and then now it's they they got rid of Ren and Six, and now they have Red Horde Darkness and Oko. Yeah. And it's just like, is this like is, I, I'm curious, like, is this list better than the the Ren and Six decks? I would have liked Ren and Six better. I like. So the, you prefer Ren and Six been, over this? Yeah, this is a strong player. player. But Oko answers everything. But here's the thing: is it like if if I was, so you wait, hold on, you would take Renan Six over Oko and Dreadhorn. No, I would want Renan Six and and Dreadhorn. <laughs> well, you can't have it all. No, uh, but like this one, like if, if for Planeswalker package, I would I, I prefer to have Renan Six. Oh sure. God, oh. could you imagine if Renan Six was still legal? Oh Jesus, this that would be so sweet. Rug Delver would just be like tier zero, like tier S, like God deck, like. Yeah. I mean, everybody would be doing snow, like snow. Well, snow that's what's up, right? Like, yeah, how are those yeah. summer lanes doing? Yeah, I was selling my summer lanes. Because you just got to have a nice set of snow covered lanes. Yep. They got out fast, unfortunately. <laughs> so there it is. They answer the question. We're going to snow. We are. I, I, I Again, with winter is coming. I, I, I bought some snow, snow cover lands and some. Uh, Did you get foils? Did you no, pay I a premium got for basic, them? basic bitch shit. Like, okay. Yeah. But you got the fancy brainstorms. Yeah. Priorities, man. Priorities. Not so you paid, you paid 90 bucks for brainstorms? Yeah. 90 bucks for replacing brainstorms? Correct. I paid $127 for replacing a mock I feel like I won there. When are you going to play Bob? Oh, because you're going to play Bob. From Bob? 
<laughs> yeah, if, if if Legacy there was a great like robots build, Legacy I would pay the 128 for three box opals. Oh god, <laughs> like hey, uh, box opals used to be about 100 bucks a piece. Yeah, so I don't feel about that. So Rug Delver is the same. Yeah, it's pretty standard. That's for Vile. So let's see what this. That's a set. Another, it's a, yeah, yeah, no, like this deck same? is like picking wow. up a bit. So it was like that, like or two weeks ago, where there was two ninjas in the in the finals. Then we have two Esper Vials. Go ninja, go oh, ninja, yeah. go. So maybe this deck trumps the ninja deck. No, I think it's just flavor of the week. Like, well, no, 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 not flavor, flavor of the week. week. Not flavor of the week because Esper Vials is a deck. Esper Vials is a legit deck, but so is ninjas. It's just like so the, the meta is like very diverse. The meta, the RNG gods said it. Esper Vile is winning this one. I mean, looking at this top eight, there are six different decks. So, okay, before seven, you guys start down all these like, decks. glory to th- these decks, let's look at number four, Stoneblade, Stoneblade Blade, where, like, I, I want to build something like this. Where you have the Shark Typhoon. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's it winning is. off the back of Shark Typhoon. Well, okay. you got, you got, you got <laughs> some Snapcaster Mages, some Stormforges. Like, I, I like this the Teferi. I feel like Shark Typhoon has breathed new life into this deck. Yeah. yeah, the deck's always been like good, but it always was missing that little extra oomph. And yeah, Shark Typhoon yeah. And gives it that. Throw that little sharky boy at the end exactly. of their turn, throw a sword in its hand. Right. A little, little spice where you got the Hall of Heliod so you can recur that uh, Typhoon, so that's great. That's really good. Uh, I, 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 I like it, but I feel like the Hall... Relying on a land and a rug delver meta is kind of tough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is just land. This is also a really good player. And White Faces like once or twice. is a very solid cool. player. Is he good? Yeah. So the person who yeah played this deck is like a very, very good player just in general. Okay. So anybody but else leaving this up is just going to lose, lose, lose. I think, I mean, maybe it was just a meta call and he spiced and he spiked the tournament, but I mean, it's crazy how, how frequent Shark Typhoon is showing up. Yeah. It's a good card. Uh, well, we can go to yeah. the, the Cook. Uh, oh, Brian Cook. Cook. Yeah. See, Brian Cook's list is this just. I think he's on his standard with the Taiga. What's the Taiga do? The Taiga is just kind of defiant on like red is one of the main colors of Tess. So having a Taiga allows you to uh, have green for while real. still having your primary color. So for Veil? Is that what that's? It's for? like for Veil and Abrupt Decay. So would you aggressively not fetch for it and save it for not like the I think it's very situational. Thing? Yeah, it's pretty situational, but like you have the opportunity of like fetching up swamp going there is no hand hate now. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hand <laughs> But essentially you can go swamp into taiga, allowing you to end step turn to abrupt decay something, and then you on your turn, turn three, you already have your red and your black. Yeah. So it's just another, it's a pretty more efficient way of getting your brain. So what's up with this pure uh, into the abyss on the side? Peer into the abyss? Oh, why would you not want to peer into the abyss? Pure player draws cards equals a half number of cards in their library. That's the new, uh, yeah, so like against decks like yours, like the Delver decks that clock them and get their life totals low. You can't really like ad nauseum is like dead after a certain point. This you just pay half your life and you draw half your deck. Yeah, which is usually enough to win. So you huh. do that in your burn matchups instead of ad nauseum. How would you get into this spell? Burning like, wish. Burning. So you would like mana, 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 LED, LED, burning wish. Because isn't it like the same cost of like infernal tutor? It's or one mana more. Two mana, mana more. Mana. It's two mana more. 
Well, no, if you were to cast Intuition into Ad Nauseam, that's seven, whereas this is seven. This class seven, guys. Yeah, well, whatever. I'm not too many words to tutor into this card. I mean, I dig the art. It's cool. I, it's just a very expensive spell. Like, four colors, three skulls. It's like... Three skulls. That's why you it's keep it in the sideboard. Spell. You never draw it. And you only Burning Wish for it. So then it just turns the cost of this thing another two? No. Well, I mean... You're Burning Wish for it at the end of turn? No. You're Burning Wish for it on your turn. So you go right up lane, you go Dark Ritual, you have a couple of LEDs, and you'll get into it. Yeah. I think it's easier. It's a than lot it easier looks. than you think. Yeah, as a person that never casts LED or cracks LED, it, it, that looks like a very expensive spell. You're well, definitely you have chrome boxes, you have dark rituals, you have rite of flames. Like you're yeah. getting your mana pretty quickly. Yeah. All right, guys. Chrome box and box opals are mainly after the period two of this, but yeah, we'll still get that you one or two mana before. So can, is this is it. this. A, is this a days proof stuff when you're no. ramping up to it, or is it very contingent? Like so, like you have you cast it for exaxes. Well, uh, Tess's main plan is to cast Veil of Summer and then. Yeah. So you cast Veil of Summer. Oh, Veil of Summer, and then this is just free. Yeah. Yeah, because they do have four Veil of Summer. Your mouse doesn't work. We can just pause and edit. No, no. You keep going, man. What are you looking for? What did you want to see? The Burning Wish? We can go to Miracles, because, like, as as Taz, like, I, I, I don't know how... I'm always amazed at, like, how much mana they can produce. So, like, with all the Burning Wish, the Chromoxes, the LEDs, Lotus Bells. So when I see, like, any spell that is, like, that expensive, it is insane to me. It's definitely, like, not your first option, because you still run main deck at Nauseam, but... It's just something you have in your back pocket. Something that you're able to just like hope for if like of all wild spells. Exactly. So the sixth uh, place player was Miracles. Looks like more of a traditional Miracles list. Back to basics, counterbalance, chase into fairy. And the one entreat for the win. Obviously you can win with the Jace, but like the, the entreat. Yeah. This definitely brings me back to like uh the twenty nineteen Bologna uh Miracles list. So let me ask this. Looking at this 75, is there anything in this that makes you want to play this? I've never been a Miracles type of player. So what is a Miracles type of player? I don't know. You control the board a bit. (laughs) You inch out your win. I like it. It's definitely a good list. I see that it's not running green. Which is... I think I was surprised. No, I mean, I agree with you. Like, I, I've looked at lists, Miraculous players, and, like, back when I played Magic in, like, Mercadian Aspoth, I hated, like, control players. And it, it didn't feel fun to me. So as it, it like, has evolved over the years, now you have the Legacy variant in Miracles, it doesn't look fun. But there, it, it, some for some people, they like, like, being able to counter your stuff, plowing your stuff, terminusing all your board. You're always going to have the Drago players. Yeah, there's, there's, and I don't understand it. It just, I, I, I kind of want to get into their mind and say, like, okay, why is this fun for you? I, I, I prefer blue-black Drago. Blue-black, I, mean, I get that, because the, the discard is great. Yeah, I like the discard a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't hate on them. 
Yeah, it's a different it's a different breed of Drago. And, and for me, it's not a hate. It's it's just, I, I just want to understand like what in it makes it fun. But I guess like there's some people that always want to be like Nanya. Could you imagine like slogging through an eight round tournament playing miracles? This sounds miserable. No, I'll tell you this: like, going I, forty minutes, like going to time almost every time time. Time. I, I remember playing against like in one of the local GPs years ago in standard. There was a, a variant of. There's always a variant of like a control. Yeah. yeah. And this uh, this opponent of mine, who was a well known like PT grinder, had full grip of cards, and I was playing doing Rakdos aggro. He's like, I've got all the counters for the world. Do you want to just concede to me? Because I had won the first game. And we're going to game two, and I'm like, no, man, we're gonna keep playing. Yeah. And so literally, just like kept slogging, and eventually, like I topped my way, my top deck, my way into a win, and he was so pissed. He has more threats than he has counter spells. Well, I had like a hand of two cards, so he thought like his uh, he's was gonna be able to match up. It's like, and it doesn't, it doesn't equate. It, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a game fair. He still needs a win con. Yeah. And so, so this is a lazy podcast, and we will have to edit this out. Really? <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. I'm just I, I no names. <laughs> so let's go to like. I, isn't it when people like, I have all this? You would concede. Yeah. I'm like, no. Like, like I'm, I'm like, glad you crushed it. Yeah, like, good. It was more like, what, what's your win con? I'm like, I don't even know. How, how do you kill me? Yeah, I'm like, because we're gonna sideboard. I'm gonna see what we're gonna do. But you know, but they're gonna say these things. All right. So artifact blue is the seventh place person in this. It's a uh, Urza deck. Echo Bands, Urza. Emery. With Narset. So yeah, like, I, mean, I mean, if you can Narset and then LED Echo, you just win. Yeah. You draw seven, they draw zero. I like the combo. Anything interesting in the look? I mean... Uh, no, it's just mono blue. Um, That's does good. it play... I don't so, know the deck enough to say anything, but yeah. Urza is insane, so I've played Urza a few times recently. Urza is just stupid. Yeah. He's so goddamn good. And like he looks good on paper, but he's just so good in action. Like when you have a ton of artifacts out, like you cast this dude who like you pay five mana and like get free spells, but he also comes with a giant construct. Yeah. So Urza's good and I think unfair decks like this that are playing Chalice to like Kinshasa turn one are really good right now in the meta of the fair rug delver decks and the one drop decks. So I mean they do have their oak. Well, yeah, Oko turns Chalice into an elk, so. But what's nice is that at least the eighth place finisher was uh, a throwback to the last two weeks, which was our last Ninja. Ninja. Uh, last, two weeks ago was Ninja. Ninjas. Player. I don't know if it's the same one, but it's. Uh, um, it looks pretty familiar. I don't know if the others were playing Oko. Maybe they were, but uh, no, it's got like the Change of the Outcast. People yeah. playing Oko. That's crazy. It's a new. I mean, it's another angle. Like it deals with threats, but yeah. I mean, I this cling to dust in the sideboard. Two of them. That's the Theros card. It hits graveyards, draws cards. I was. What was the other one that cost seven mana? What's that one? Seven mana, the unplayable card. There's a seven mana one that's colorless. Seven colors mana, and you each player sacrifices. All color. All is dust. All is dust. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. Oh no, there's never no all is dust. <laughs> I was thinking, like, how do they get seven colorless mana? So, Retrofitter <laughs> Foundry is like a $30 card now because of this deck. Hey, uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like 20 bucks. It's, I mean, for a bulk it, rare. Well, it's from Commander set, yeah, so yeah. I don't think there's a. It's not that bulk. But, I mean, turn one, <laughs> turn one, <laughs> and then cast this, and you have a 4 4 fly, you have a 4 4 construct. 
Turn one. That's pretty good. I mean, yeah. I have this in my like Perforce Commander deck. Oh, you have this? Yeah, to pump out dudes. Bro, you are yeah. halfway to ninjas. Dang. <laughs> It's just, I like it. But that's two borrowers too. So like, and this is paper guys, not like. Well, no, this is no, this is the challenge. Oh, no, challenge. I don't have this on. Moto. Oh, I have right. it on paper. Yeah. All right, all right. So we gotta get that paper. Going <laughs> right, so then, I think we're getting close to wrapping up, right? Yeah. What well, is the, 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 I guess the ultimate question is, who's the new legacy menace? Who's gonna be like the thing to beat next week? Next couple weeks. I think that vile deck was really cool. Uh, I I definitely keep it on my radar. Um, Ninjas is still alive. Keep that on your radar, but I would say Rug Delver still king of the hill. Definitely. I mean, I I want to say Rug Delver, but like looking at the last challenge, those two vile decks making those like showings and like people didn't, didn't Rug Delver get second both of them? It did. Yeah, I mean, but I I find that a novelty deck when it comes in, people don't know how to play around it. And like for me, I'd have to look up some of what these cards do and actually see it play out. And by that time, if it's my first time and I'm playing, it, like you'll probably lose. I'm gonna lose because I'm like, what is he doing there? Why is he wild? This and why is he doing this? And like it's just gonna be coming over. Yeah. So yeah, for the next couple of weeks, I'd keep an eye on Esper Vile. I'd keep an eye on some Artifact Blues, some Ninjas. So Null Rod and Collector Oops, guys. Get those, yeah. Get those. Null Rods are already like 70 bucks, so get your Oops. Get yes. some Artifact paid in there. Sweet. Um, do we have anything else? Closing comments, maybe? Uh, well, not nothing. So, uh, Sydney, uh, what are you playing this week on mode? Oh, Blue Dever. Blue Red Devil, bro. All right. What are you playing? Are you going to play some Magic this week? Yeah. Get I, I, I'm only missing my pedals. I'm going to buckle down. I won't need some pedals. get them from you. So uh, I, I would suggest you guys get your Wastelands and you get your pedals because tomorrow starts the Mana Traders Legacy Series. Oof. Um, so the way it works is if you play 10 matches and have a 70% win percentage, you qualify for the Swiss portion of the tournament. 20 matches, 65% win rate qualifies you. 30 matches, 60% win rate qualifies you. And it's like a bracketed legacy tournament that like, results in like big pricing, I guess. So like it's free to join. So like you guys have decks, you just go to their page and you sign up and play some matches and you can cool. win. So gotta check that out. Sweet. Well, yeah. That's all we got. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, this is the state of legacy podcast with me, Sydney and SB and David. And we'll catch you guys in two weeks from now. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Stay safe. Thank uh-huh.